The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. I can tell you from experience, the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. Don't think, feel. It is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger, or you will miss all that heavenly glory. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Nicholas Gregoratis Show. As always, I'm your host, Nicholas Gregoratis, and I'm speaking to you from my studio in Los Angeles, California. Today's show is one of the ones I most enjoyed recording so far this year. I guess and I go into some very deep topics, including how to master your nervous system through the use of breath and meditation. Really enjoyed the show. I learned a lot. I know you guys are going to learn a lot too. Before we get into that discussion, I'd like to ask you guys to please leave a review on iTunes if you've been enjoying my show. We've just broken 100 reviews, which is great, but we can always use more. I also want to remind you guys that if you're a male entrepreneur or executive between the ages of 30 or 40 and you want better health, increased success, or greater peace of mind, I can help you with that. I've helped many men many of my clients over the last several years to achieve all of those things. I'm exceptionally good at what I do. And if you have a feeling that working with me could help you, head over to my site, coachnickg.com. And that's Nick with no K. So it's coachnicg.com. And you can contact me directly through there. Also, if you want a free copy of my book, Align the Modern Man's Guide to True Health, Wealth, and Fulfillment. You can also find it at coachnickg.com forward slash book, or just click on the book link on that site and you can get a free copy. I've just released the second version of that book. I had it professionally edited for the second time. There are a few niggling grammatical and spelling mistakes in there that were really bugging me, but those have all been taken care of now. I've also uh, created a new cover, which I feel is much more in line with what the book represents and what it contains. And uh, as anyone who's read the book will tell you, there's a lot of powerful stuff in there. Just reading that book and acting on the information therein will completely change your life for the better. So go get yourself a free copy. Okay, guys, let's dive into the episode with Max Whittle. Enjoy. Hey, Max, welcome to the show, my man. I'm so happy to have you back. It's been a long time. The last time you appeared as a guest, we focused on your time in Japan, and this time we're going to focus on the amazing work that you're doing with breathing and your new company, Inactivate. So really good to have you here, Max. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm looking forward to, to diving into this. Yeah. yeah. The first thing I'll say I noticed is that just before our connection was made via Zoom, I, I don't think you realized that you had been admitted to the Zoom room, but I could already tell that you were doing some breathing to, I'm guessing it was to relax yourself or to prepare yourself. And I just thought that's kind of cool because I do that often as well. I remember actually uh, I had a bit of a falling out with someone once. It was someone I worked with and mm. we had a pretty contentious relationship and we'd have these phone calls and I'd always be trying to regulate my state while I was talking to him by taking these mm. big, long exhalations. And he thought mm. I was sighing out of exasperation. 
but mm. I was just trying to fucking calm myself down because this dude used to work me up so much. Mm. So um, I guess the first question is, that is that what you were doing? You were just making yourself more present through breathing or, or what, what were you doing right there? I was, yeah, I was. So actually right before the call, I woke up and did a whole session myself before this started, which is that's my normal morning routine. And absolutely, it's all about bringing presence into the body and really just more deeply connecting with what's going on inside of your nervous system and, and using the breath as a tool, not necessarily in this case to, to relax, because I feel pretty relaxed, but also just to create more flow and more, more presence within mm. the brain and the body. Interesting. Okay. So you mentioned specifically the nervous system, which is something that I am very fascinated by and also mm. focused on in my work because a lot of the, the things that I've been studying uh, in recent memory, all they all have this one overlap, which is that your frequency or your vibration mm. is largely dictated by your nervous system. Uh, your your energetic signature is stored in your in your nervous system, and so a lot of the work that I do is about a learning to regulate it, and more specifically learning how to access it. And breathing is one of the ways I've found to do that. Stretching is another. Meditation is another. So anything like anything you can share with me specifically, and I know the listeners will appreciate it as well, but. Anything that will give us more access will give me more access over my nervous system. Sign me up, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I think in many ways we're approaching the same thing in different ways. You could say we're climbing the same mountain from slightly different paths, although there's a lot of overlap. So to me, the nervous system is really, you know, that's obviously where our consciousness kind of combines with this effectively protein and fat vehicle that we've got, right? Mm -hmm. But the nervous system is where our awareness or our consciousness, however you want to say it, kind of it, almost like the roots of a tree, the nerves themselves are coming in and spreading throughout this entire protein vehicle that we've got. Mm -hmm. And the, they are very much like the roots of a tree in terms of the fact that they, you could say they start in the brain and they come down the spinal cord and go out and really contacting all of the muscles, all of the different systems, endocrine systems, and through the roots of that tree, we're really regulating everything that's going on in our mm. bodies. I just, I just saw, I just realized that if I'm not mistaken, that, that concept which you've just described is called enervation. And I'm guessing that plays a role in the, or had something to do with your, your name and activate as well uh, of your business. It's actually, innovation isn't actually directly connected with the inactivate name. Um, okay. But it is now that I, now that you brought that up, <laughs> because the concept of the inactivate name is, is two parts. So activate, which is, you know, to, to, to activate yourself, to activate your body, your, your awareness and N which is a Japanese concept that, that basically means to connect. And what it really means on a deeper level is that everything is connected. And um, to have N means that you've got some kind of a connection 
Um, so the connection and activate are the two main parts of, of the inactivate name, which is the, the, the company name that I've chosen. Mm-hmm. And um, But innovation is now connected with that. And yeah, absolutely. It's really, it really is like the roots of a tree. And interestingly, these roots could be much more developed depending on or less developed depending on the way that we the way that we use our bodies the way that we breathe the way that we bring awareness to or choose not to bring awareness to what we're doing so an example of that would be as we develop in the womb we're really developing that system of branches of networks throughout the body and Unfortunately, right now, because of the world that we live in, a lot of mothers are very stressed when the child is in the womb. And what happens, the child in the womb, the fetus moves less. So if you look at a fetus in the womb that's, that's healthy and everything's cool, it actually looks like it's kind of doing a workout. It's doing squats, it's stretching up against the walls, it's flexing really moving a lot i mean it's if you look at there's some there's some good images of that online if you if you uh, google that baby's moving in the womb they really move a lot but when there's a lot of stress coming into the mother's nervous system and she starts to go into you know high cortisol high adrenaline stress mode what i call the red zone the baby basically shuts down also it goes into this red zone you know, nervous state, and all of that movement, all of that exercise starts to stop, not permanently, temporarily, but the less movement, the less activity that we're doing in the womb and afterwards, obviously, when we come out, the less this root system actually develops fully and deeply throughout the entire body in the way that it, that it can do. Mm. Wow. I had I'd never heard that before. So I guess where my mind goes is, yeah, let's we want to develop it as much as possible when we have control of it, which is when we're we're conscious mm-hmm. and we're, you know, out of the womb. And so as a, as adults, what what can we do to to really enhance and maximize our nervous systems that you you know of? Well, I think anything that you bring awareness to. Any activity that you bring awareness to, be it a physical activity, be it a mental activity, is really developing that system and is breathing life and energy into that system. I think the biggest hindrance to that system being healthy and balanced and functioning is when we get stuck in kind of an autopilot mode. So effectively, we're not growing new roots when we get stuck in an autopilot mode we're relying on what we've already learned and what we've already experienced and we're just kind of stuck in that paradigm so we're no longer pushing into new areas and developing new skills and developing new thought pathways but we're kind of just repeating the same thought pathways that we've already got and that's when we get trapped in you know a not very interesting situation and sometimes a very difficult physical and emotional and mental situation because as you said in the beginning, we kind of get stuck in a certain electromagnetic frequency or a certain level of mental 
and emotional capability. And when we get stuck in that autopilot, you know, growth stops on many different levels. Mm. I mean, to me, even more importantly than the fact that growth stops, I mean, I'm not saying that isn't important, but it's when you get stuck at that level, you continue to attract things at that are also at that level. And so you're again, more likely to stay at that level. It's like a self-reinforcing mechanism. And to me, that's why I put a lot of focus on, you know, one of the things I do every morning, that sounds like you do something similar, but I, I have this routine that I won't start my day until I've done it. And that includes, you know, a little bit of meditation, a little bit of stretching, a little bit of feeling, focusing on the feelings of gratitude and just priming my system because then it's the strangest thing, but well, it's not strange if you understand how it works, but once I start my day and I head out into the world, whether it's the virtual world or actually get in my car and go somewhere and have a meeting with someone, my day just runs better when I've done that. I just attract better things. Mm. Whereas if, I, if I'm if i in a rush and I've overslept and I don't have time to do that routine and I get up and I'm like, I start my day in a different manner in the stressed out kind of rush state, then I notice my day just doesn't, you use the word flow, my day just doesn't flow in the same way. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, I do something very similar and one way I could, you know, kind of describe that process is what you're doing is you are selecting your electromagnetic frequency or your nervous system kind of level for the day. Mm -hmm. By doing those different exercises, you are bringing your nervous system into a certain state of balance, a certain state of mental and emotional activity, which we might use words like appreciation, we might use words like flow, energy, mm. awareness, but really they're all electromagnetic signatures that we're bringing into actively selecting and bringing into our nervous systems in order to embody them throughout the day, as opposed to living in an electromagnetic frequency that we've allowed certain life experiences to dictate to us and now we're trapped in it. Yeah. I'm just where my mind goes when you describe that is I've seen on several documentaries. I mean, our first conversation was about largely focused on Japan. That's how I discovered mm -hmm. you in your work because you're, you're an expat who speaks the most perfect Japanese I've ever heard from someone who isn't from Japan, which in itself is really impressive. But I watched these documentaries that showed a lot of Japanese corporations, mm. they have a little morning calisthenic routine that the managers take their staff through in the middle of the office, mm. in their corporate attire, they get them to do, you know, like side bends and overhead mm. reaches. And and I, I get that now. I understand why they're doing that. I mean, that's mm. it's improving circulation. It's it's tuning the nervous system. It's it's genius. And it's I consider myself a bit of a Japanophile and I it's one of the many ways that that society is, I mean, kind of on the money and, and probably more advanced than Western societies. Do you have any thoughts on that? Or have you experienced that? Yeah, it's um, a very popular thing to do, not just in the morning. There's often a, a three o'clock routine as well. So in that mm -hmm. time of the day when people are getting a little bit tired, losing that focus, you'll see a lot of companies do a three o'clock, actually usually a tea break, followed by a root, a little exercise routine like that with some stretching mm -hmm. and some group, you know, and it's, I think I love Japan. I mean, I, I'm still in love with Japan. I've never been 
since I since I got here at the age of 25, 20 years ago, I've never fallen out of love. I just love Japan. Obviously, there's there's certain things that you, you don't appreciate as much as others, but in general, the total package, I love it. And I think there's a whole stream running through the entire society, which is all about presence, awareness, and just bringing your A-game to whatever you're doing. And mm -hmm. because that has been perfected by so many people in Japan over centuries, it's almost like that's a frequency that's more available to people here because they've seen it embodied historically and also even now in you know many of the different people in the society, like just for example, a carpenter, carpenters or sushi chef, they take that art and they just perfect it to a level and in a way that as someone growing up in England or having lived in Holland or even lived in New York as a child or even as a young man, it's very hard in some of those other countries to, you might be lucky, but you're not going to see as many people with that level of focus, commitment and presence. So it's almost like there's there's more of that frequency available for people to observe and therefore tap into in Japan. While, while you were describing that, I, I thought of the first time I ever really saw or heard what you were just describing now encapsulated, which was in one of my favorite movies, which is The Last Samurai. Mm -hmm. uh, in it, uh, Tom Cruise's character, he says, they are an intriguing people. From the moment they wake, they devote themselves to the perfection of whatever they pursue. I've never seen such discipline. And I, I remember that scene in the film so crystal clearly because it was around the time I started training martial arts seriously. And while he was, while he's saying that quote, it's, you're seeing this little montage of images from the village, the little Japanese mm -hmm. village where he's staying. And, you know, you see someone in a rice field and someone like working on a tatami and then you see these two guys doing like grappling. And I remember mm -hmm. the one guy puts the other guy in the leg lock. And I remember I was so excited mm -hmm. by this whole thing because it encapsulated all these things that I was in love with or that I've been in love with during my life, jujitsu, Japan, presence. Mm -hmm. And and I, I think you're right, Max, there's something to that. And I, I feel that whenever I'm in Japan, there's this current, there's this, it's it's intoxicating to me. And I, I really feel a, a deep kinship and resonance with it. And, uh, yeah, it's so cool that you have a business that's, I guess, trying to encapsulate that and and package it and and help share it with people. Mm. Coming back to, um, you said the the name inactivate. It's based in two things, which is connection and and activation or activate. Mm. And uh, you mentioned that all things were connected. I think was the maybe not the exact phrase you used, but that was the um, sentiment that you expressed. And I want to know, like, what leads you to believe? in, in the, the truth of that statement that all things are connected. Did you have any experiences that brought you to that or how, how is it that you came to, to believe that? Well, we're going to go in deep here, but yes, Let's do it. <laughs> I've had lots of experiences that have pointed me to that truth. Right. And one in particular is that as a young man, as an 18 year old, one of my best friends passed away effectively in my arms after a, a tragic accident. We were, we were rock climbing 
And um, that was obviously a very, very powerful, a defining experience in my life to see a truly loved and, and cherished friend from, from young childhood leave his body, leave this journey. And that whole experience and what happened afterwards, so what happened in the weeks after that, that experience, as well as the actual experience, brought a level of you know, uh, sadness and a level of um, grief that I hadn't yet experienced in, in this particular, in this journey. And that really led me to deepen my experience of breathing, to deepen my experience of you know, meditation, of inner quest. And within that, that's really where I began to experience the connection between things, so the connection that I have still with this friend who passed away, even though his, you know, as I said before, protein vehicle is not functioning anymore because in the end of the day, all of our protein vehicles at some point have to go back to the protein planet, the, uh, the yeah. earth. Exactly. Mm. And so if we take that moment, in which he's passing. If we take that moment, like literally in, in one moment, you have a protein vehicle that's animated by him, by his life, by his being. And a few moments later, you have the same protein vehicle with the same nutrients, the same atoms. It's all, still, it's all still present, but he's no longer present yeah? in that vehicle or he's no longer connected with that vehicle in the same way so of course that that led me to what's happening here what's the nature of this being my friend who in one moment is there in this vehicle and the next he's not what is that and that comes back to me to the nervous system because it comes back to effectively an electromagnetic energy or frequency of consciousness that is who we are effectively and that is what's animating the protein body and because it's an electromagnetic frequency when we dive a little bit deeper into that so if we dive into physics a little bit into electromagnetic frequencies into the nature of atoms into the nature of things it all comes down to frequency right it all comes down to energy and Energy can neither be created or destroyed, according to Einstein. It can only shift from one state or one form to another form. Hmm. And then going down that rabbit hole a little bit with, my, with myself in terms of my own learning about energy, about breathing, about meditation, takes you into the physics if you choose to go there. Because people like Schrodinger, people like uh, David Bohm, people like you know Nobel prize winners who've Max Planck who've come and said it's all connected that's what physics is telling us is that everything in our universe is connected and it's connected through consciousness I and mean, that's effectively the message that I get when I look into quantum physics and so that you've got that message there and on the other hand I'm delving into meditation I'm delving into consciousness work I'm looking at 
what the yogis have said, what the Zen tradition says. And they're also saying in different, slightly different language, it's all energy and it's all connected. In my own personal experience of having my good friend leave, and I had some very deep experiences within my meditations, within my breathing, after he'd left, in which I was, to me, I was, I was connected. I was with him even more deeply, more intimately than when he was in his physical body. Um, I mean, so where my mind goes with that is like, did you see him in a dream or on the astral plane or like, was there some sort of telepathic connection with his spirit and, and you, or are you able to share any of those things in more detail? So initially I had this very, very deep experience actually whilst he was leaving that was like a transcendent experience of life of, of the body. And I was overcome by this very profound state of peace whilst he was actually, he was dying, he was leaving. And it was extremely deep. And even though that moment in many ways was one of the most challenging moments I've ever been in, there was this incredible depth of, of peace, of presence that just came over me. And it was very, very profound. But after that, you know, dealing with the funerals and, you know, and, and talking to his family and all of all the, the things. Cultural that, overlays, basically. All of the things that were happening, I, I, I began to have this deep question, like, you know, what's going on here? Why, why is this guy who's, you know, got everything ahead of him or, or according to my thought system, had everything ahead of him? And his, you know, very sweet guy, very gentle guy, why has his life, you know, been taken from him? What's, you know, what's the deal here? What's going on? I had this question, right? This doubt. And then I did have a, you could say a dream if you wanted to. I would, I would say more of a, an inner experience, a vision in which I met him and we talked and we, we embraced very deeply. And he explained to me some of the things that he'd been going through and that everything was basically fine and it was just his time to leave, mm. but that I had still time on this plane to do things and that whenever, what he said to me is very powerful, whenever I open my heart and I connect with a frequency that we, we may put into words calling it love, whenever I connect with that frequency, through my heart in a, in a genuine way, not in a, you know, airy fairy way, but in a very visceral way, we're always connected. Yeah. He's, he's able to tap in and we're able to be connected. And I've experienced that thousands of times since that moment that we're, we're, we're connected, we're walking together, we're viewing the sunset together, whatever it is. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's profound. <laughs> There's no other word. And, I'm going to bring the, the conversation back around to them, the access and the, I guess, the manipulation, positive manipulation of the, the nervous system. Something that you said that really pinged in my consciousness was, you know, we can develop the things we choose to focus on. Mm -hmm. And about a, a year ago, I think it was about a year ago, one of, I, I don't even remember where I was, who told me this, whether it was a book or a friend or a mentor, but 
someone was, I stumbled upon this analogy, which was explaining how if you think of your life as a dark room, right? And within that dark room, there's several pots and each of these pots is filled with soil and it has a seed in it. And, and those pots represent the projects or things that you want to start or create mm-hmm. in your life, whether they be a relationship or a business or a skill you want to cultivate or anything like that. Now, to, to continue that analogy or the, the plant analogy, plants mm-hmm. require, they require light to grow. Mm-hmm. And so your awareness is analogous to this ray of sunshine or this mm. beam of sunshine. And so whatever you put your awareness on, your sustained awareness on will sprout and subsequently grow. Mm. And man, that analogy, I, I don't know why, but it, it really, you know, when you hear something and it, it's, it's mm. pretty much exactly what, what you need mm. to hear. And it really speaks to you on a deep level. I've been thinking about that a lot and I've noticed the effects of it in my business and mm. in my relationships and life. And what I tell people I mean, they're probably bored of hearing it on the show, um, but mm-hmm. the first place you can start is to to put your focus on or, or really concentrate your awareness on whoever you're with in person or mm-hmm. on a podcast or a call or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Like now you have my full awareness. And when I'm with, mm-hmm. I don't know, when I'm out on a date or whether I'm with a jiu-jitsu student or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. or a business colleague, or they have my full awareness. Mm-hmm. And I notice that when I do that, those relationships or those those things or whatever it is I'm doing, it has my full awareness. It grows more quickly than than usual. And I'm wondering if we can somehow, I mean, how would we put our awareness or our focus on our nervous system, I guess, is the next question. Well, I think it's a, it's a great analogy. And I mean, we're on very much on the same page with this. I mean, really where your attention goes, that's where your energy is going. Your mm-hmm. awareness is your energy. So where are you investing your energy? And in terms of breathing, for me, this is, you know, it's been literally a 30-year journey of, of exploring different ways of breathing and you know, learning from many different teachers, many different masters, and, and trying to just learn and understand. And, and, and that's still where I, I put myself as, as a learner, as a beginner, because that's where you learn fast and that's where you remain humble enough to, you know, just absorb and grow and see that there's so many more possibilities. But in terms of the basics, I would say that for most people in our planet, because we're living in this time where there's this tsunami of information constantly pouring in through social media, through you know, screens, right? Because of that, really, the first thing is to shut that stream of information off, shut it down, even if it's for five minutes, and to just begin to place your awareness with your breathing and your body. So if you can bring your awareness completely into your breath without even changing anything in your breath at first, but just allow your awareness to come to it. There's a lot going on there already. There's air coming in. You can feel it coming in. You feel it essentially bringing the sustenance for life to allow you to function on this physical plane. Mm -hmm. It's bringing in one form of fuel, right? And 
it's also releasing on the exhale all kinds of things that you no longer need and you, you don't want to build up inside your body. So you've got this incredible dynamic movement going on, but because of the world we live in, a lot of people are not investing any of their attention or awareness on it because there's so much distraction. So the first step is really just to bring awareness to it, as you said, to, to really shine your light of attention, of awareness on it. Mm -hmm. That to me is step one. Okay. Totally understood. And, um, you know, what I do, This I love that word, the tsunami of information streams that are, that are you know, um, assailing us at all times. My strategy to overcome that or to deal with that or mitigate it is elimination. I, I eliminate everything that is unnecessary. And then, in fact, I eliminate pretty much everything and then I gradually reintroduce, uh, reintroduce the essentials. Mm. So, you know, if I, if I look at my immediate environment, my home, the virtual environment, all the folders on my computer, everything, it's, mm. it's like I'm looking to get rid of as much as I can, as quickly as I can, because, and then obviously the inputs when it comes to media, you know, I don't watch news. I, I, I'm very, very selective about the entertainment I engage with. Mm. I, all the notifications are off on my phone. Social media is used very infrequently and, and with discipline. And I've noticed since, I, since I've done that, like it, it makes a difference. Mm. It really does. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm, I'm sure you're someone who probably has been doing that for many, many years as well. I think we've got a lot of a lot of similar habits here, and I've I've noticed this with many entrepreneurs. You know, I mean, essentially, we're we're taking full responsibility for for our life path and for you know our productivity and our flow of wealth. We're, we're taking full responsibility for those things when we when we work for ourselves, when we have our own businesses, right? And most of the people that I know who are doing that and stepping into that role are also in the same way, actively eliminating superfluous information because they know this is the death of their creativity focus. and their productivity. Yes, exactly. Their focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. And I also do very similar things in terms of having discipline around social media and also just as much as possible eliminating. I mean, you know, who watches the news now? I mean, come on. <laughs> it's yeah, like, right. it's why would garbage. you fill your brain with with someone's interpretation of events that, you know, who knows whether it's got anything to do with what's actually happening or not? We just don't don't know at this point. Well, even if and another thing is that I've I was thinking about this recently. I mean, even if it if it did happen, it's not news. It's old. Yes, it it yes. happened in the past. It, it's something that, I mean, if you think about, I was, uh, so strange you bring this up. Max, because I was just two days ago, I was thinking about the concept of a newspaper, mm. an actual printed newspaper. Mm. And to me, it just really summed up the utter idiocy of which our species is capable. You know, we would, we would cut down trees to write stories about things that happened in the past and then circulate them. It's it, like, it just every day, you know, it's one thing to create a book that has wisdom, which you're going to reference, mm. you know, for a month mm. or a week or, or a year, but mm. to just every day go get like chopped mm. down 
mulched up tree to, sh- to have someone else's interpretation of something mm-hmm. that happened in the past. Mm. It's fucking nuts. It blows my mind. It's um, yeah. Max. So, okay. Coming back. Cause I, I really want to get some, some practical yes. things for, for the listeners to, to be able to use so that they can sound as Zen and chilled out as you are. <laughs> First is the awareness of the breath. So taking some time, cutting out all distractions, turning your phone off, finding a quiet place where you won't be bothered and just getting present and then just literally being curious about your breathing. That's step one. Mm-hmm. What, what's step two? This is, this is my opinion. You know, this is my experience I'm sharing. So um, I can only share what, what I've seen and, and felt to, to understand. So I'm not saying this is the, the, the only way or the correct mm-hmm. way. This is, you understand, right? And mm-hmm. for me personally, having spent 30 years trying a lot of different methods and trying to uh, understand, to learn, to, to, to evolve. What I've seen is that step two is really, if you want to do this, if you want to begin on this journey, find someone who you resonate with, who can guide you in the beginning, because that is going to eliminate a massive amount of time wasted basically in in learning to bring your focus to a certain point and to keep it there and also to breathe in specific ways that have specific effects on your nervous system. So someone who knows how to do that and someone who has genuine experience with that and you can see from the way that they're living that they're embodying a certain level of presence and awareness doesn't mean they're perfect. None of us are perfect. I'm not perfect. I still say and do stupid things, but as much as possible, there's a level of awareness and embodiment that's that's real in their lives. And if you can learn from that person, if they can guide you actually in the breathing exercises, that is a huge shortcut that I didn't know about, that I didn't have. And I spent a lot, a lot of time kind of wrestling with my own thoughts and trying to learn to bring my mental state, my awareness back to the breathing or back to exercises I was doing when I, I now see that if you've got someone who let's say they're doing breathing exercise, I do breathing exercise. So I guide people through exercises of bringing the awareness to the breath of, for example, of slowing down the breath. Sometimes we speed up the breath. Sometimes we hold the breath. There's many different exercises we do, but to have someone to guide you through them is such a massive shortcut that mm-hmm. I encourage people to take advantage of it. Yeah, I totally get where you're coming from. I was just speaking with a close friend of mine recently and we were talking about business and the importance of mentorships and coaching because a lot of the times you don't know if you're doing the right thing. Mm. You, you just and, and you have to use a lot of trial and error. And there is something to be said for the process of trial and error. You do learn along that journey. But I mean, when it comes to something in which you want results quickly, having the the having that facilitated by a, someone who's already walked the path and already made all the mistakes so yes. that you don't have to, to me is just an intelligent strategy. Yes. And uh, now coincidentally and very conveniently, you just happen to be one of those guys who has a course that does this very thing. I've signed up for it. It's my understanding that it's uh, it's time limited. And I'm not saying that in this like act now, but I'm just trying to figure out like when this episode airs, will it still be available? The, the breathing course that you, that I signed up for. 
Yes. So uh, the course there's a uh, there's a webinar on the twenty seventh, which is free, and anyone who's interested in this conversation and they feel like yeah, I want to dig in a little bit deeper into breathing, mm-hmm. join that. It's it's completely free, and then. Yeah. And I think uh, a week after that, slightly longer than that, on the 5th of March, is starting a more in-depth course, which runs for five weeks. And in that, we really go into what's, we really go into understanding the nervous system. So understanding the basics of the brain, the nervous system, how to tap into it, and how to make changes within it. Mm -hmm. And all of that is packaged in such a way that it, it develops what I believe to be the, the first things you need to develop a strong foundation for going on to do more in-depth breath work and more advanced use of the breath, which you know can do a lot of different things. So I have combined and, and brought in everything I've experienced. And as you said, really, the big shortcut is the fact that I've made all the mistakes you can make along the path, right? So I've been in all the pitfalls. Mm. I've literally been in all the pitfalls and dragged myself out of them over time. And precisely because of that, and you know this as a mentor, that's why you can shorten other people's journey because you say, hey, there's a big pitfall there. Don't, you know, you don't need to go in there. That might take a few years to dig yourself out of that one. You know, you can do that. So that's that to me is is the thing. It's not about someone who's figured it all out. It's about someone who's made all the mistakes. Mm. And because precisely because of that, okay, this is the easy way to do it. This is the fastest way to really get results. And when we talk about getting results, to me with the breathing, there's, there's lots of different elements. But the first element is awareness. And then the first breathing that I would always show people is slowing down. So learning with your awareness to elongate the inhale through the nose and elongate the exhale also through the nose. So just that in itself will bring more coherence, more balance, and more more activity in your rest and recovery side of your nervous system, which is what most modern people are lacking, deficient in, because of the stimulation that's constantly going on. So that mm-hmm. that's like slow down the breath will change a lot of things in the nervous system. Yeah, I, I'm so with you. I'm not sure whether this episode is going to air in time for people to sign up for either of those, but let's just say that it doesn't. Where would they go to find out about your your the next courses or or more about your work inactivate.net and activate so e n a c t i okay v a t e dot net yes exactly Got it. and Excellent. so there'll be ongoing courses there they won't all be live some of them will be video content um but there's there's going to be ongoing material there yeah uh-huh. max you're one of those guys who um just by being in your presence even if it's virtually, you bring a very calm energy that is infectious. And um, I, I really do appreciate you. It's it's a, such a, a pleasure for me to have people like you in my sphere. And uh, 
thank you so much for your time today. And I, I'm definitely going to have you on the show again. And I, for one, am excited to to dive more deeply into your work. Thank you so much. And likewise, um, we have N, right? So connection. we have N through through Japan initially, and that connection, that N is, you know, is kind of evolving as our life journeys evolve. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it's great to be able to share some of the things that we've been able to dig into. And I think mm-hmm. there's a lot more. So, for example, I mean, we've really just touched on the very surface of breathing. But if you go a little bit deeper, layer deeper, which perhaps we will do in another conversation, we start to get into, for example, the brain waves and the brain waves in the, in the human brain that we've already mapped out to some extent by measuring the electromagnetic activity in the brain with different devices and how that correlates to different types of breathing. And so for me, one of the things that's really interesting on a slightly more advanced level that some of your listeners will probably be interested in is gamma waves in the brain. So Mm -hmm. gamma waves in the brain being very high energy means a lot of energy in the brain, a lot of electromagnetic activity within the brain, but that activity is focused. It's laser focused. It's very coherent. And to be able to it's a little bit more advanced when you're talking about stimulating gamma brainwaves, but there are breathing techniques that we use to stimulate that. And for anyone who is really looking to, to go deeper into this and they already know something about breathing, I, I think that's, that's really a very interesting next step or next deep dive is to go into gamma, to go into breathing techniques that use a combination of breath and also inner muscles within the body, specifically around the spine, to move the cerebrospinal fluid. So I'm just mentioning this because it's almost a teaser because we might we might go into that another day, but it's there's so much that is possible when we learn about our bodies our brains, our systems that we're actually functioning on. These are our operating systems. And when we learn about them and we learn to adjust them to almost power them up or power them down according to the needs of the situation in front of us, that to me is really the the beginning of a level of mastery. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I'm very interested in, in learning more about the gamma waves in particular, because everything you just described correlates very strongly with what I've been doing and what I've inadvertently stumbled upon myself um, through my own, you know, experimentation and exploration. Max, thank you so much. I will um, look forward to our next conversation. Thank you, brother. I'm sure you guys have heard me mention several times by now the phrase "your vibe attracts your tribe," and that dude is definitely on my vibe i already have a lot of time for max he's just just a cool guy and you can tell he's found something he's definitely connected with something powerful one of the things i realized as well is your vibe attracts your tribe but your vibe also repels what's not your tribe i really had an understanding of this 
over the past several years, it really became crystal clear to me that if you're at a different frequency to someone, it doesn't matter how badly you want to work with them or how badly you want to be involved with them. You guys will naturally repel each other, just like two magnets that have been flipped around and you try to push them together. And there's this invisible force that causes them to repel each other. It's the same way with people. If you are not at the same frequency as someone or they're not at the same frequency as you, it doesn't matter how hard you try. It ain't going to work. And the converse, if you are, it flows effortlessly. And that's was my experience with Max, or has always been my experience with Max. He and I just connect. We're just on the same frequency. And uh, it's really, a, it's a cool thing when you, when that happens. To me, it's one of the things that makes life work, worth living is connecting with people at a similar level of development or who are vibrating at the same frequency. I hope you guys enjoyed the show and I'll be back in a week or two with another episode. Until next time, may the force be with you. 